Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask is not Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Whole Little P Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And for you freaking motherfuckers out there, Sebastian's Adams. It is the third fucking episode of the month. It is November, y'all. I hope y'all are out here licking some clits, sucking some dicks, or smacking some ass. I don't care what you're doing. Please be out here doing it. I love it all for you. Now, on today's episode, I have a couple of my friends on, as you know, we do here at the Holiloquy Podcast. We have Bria as well as Nick, uh, and they will be introducing themselves briefly. Uh, most definitely, you know, we y'all might already know Nick, but y'all might not know Bria. But whatever, we're going to let everybody get introduced to them. So, today's episode, we're going to be getting pretty personal we're going to be talking about some of our personal tips and tricks related to how we enhance our sexual experience with our partners so to start things off uh, i will ask nick to just introduce himself and then bria and then we'll get deep heavy into this damn conversation so nick who the fuck are you (laughs) hey everybody so i'm nick i'm from memphis and I'm a very, very excited person today. That's all I got. Mm, excited. This nigga been jacking off. That's all I heard. Um, <laughs> oh, and uh, for everybody who does not know, the intro music, that's done by Nick. Reach out to a motherfucker. Um, now, Bria, who are you, sister? Hey, my name is Bria. And honestly, if you know Vernon, you know me. Well, at least if you knew him during the Mercer days, because wherever you saw him, you saw me after 2014. Because, yeah, I'm his line sister and little sister and best friend. Yes. And I'm going to just claim that spot. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and I'm from South Carolina. Girl, you could have threw out like soulmate, the soul ties, all this shit. I mean, yeah, we just we just here. Y'all know. We know. You know, Vernie, you know me, period. (laughs) And that's a fact. So now that we got the intros out of the way, the first thing, before we even get into deep and heavy into like sex, I want to at least talk about intimacy for uh, intimacy first. Ooh, what the hell is wrong with me? That nap mm, took too much. So 
um for me i do feel like intimacy is very important most definitely when it comes to like romantic relationships so what what is what does intimacy mean to y'all and is it important either one y'all can start that one off okay well to me intimacy is just a well-founded understanding of what somebody likes and enjoys and makes them feel good it's just as simple as that and i do think it's very important i mean you know uh, a relationship without intimacy is <laughs> it's not a good relationship in my opinion mm. what about you bria um so intimacy is definitely important and i feel like it's just something that i don't even not explain it it's it's more than just the physical things. It's the emotional part, the spiritual, mental, all of that. And it's really addressing the wants and needs of your partner. And hopefully they don't have to communicate it to you all the time. It's sometimes it's, it's knowing when they need that little bit of intimacy to maybe get them through a hard day or just anything of that nature. And I, I um, when I think about like just generalized conversations about intimacy, um, for some reason, uh, I always see people only focusing on that sexual side of intimacy. And typically, like intimacy, at least for me, uh, can be found in more than just sex. It's more than just um, who you're having, uh, like who you're fucking. It's more than like who you're in a romantic relationship with, like intimacy uh, amongst family, intimacy amongst um, like your friends. So is there anything like um, that you do um, to build intimacy with your partners as well as with your family and your friends? And what does that intimacy look like uh, in those different spaces for you? Uh, and let's go with Bria first. You would pick me first. <laughs> um, but this is actually a conversation I've kind of had with um, a mutual classmate from uh, high school. And he was saying how when he was talking to a lot of his guy friends, he realized a lot of them never had the conversation about love languages. And um, to me, that was amazing because I know me and you have had that conversation. I've had this conversation with romantic partners, other outside friends, um, family. I've definitely had this conversation with my sister. So for me, that's, that's an easy way for me to know what's the ways that you like to be shown love is to have the love language conversation, but also just paying attention. <laughs> Mm. Um, and trying to love people in a language that they want to be loved in versus how I like to be loved. Because I'm somebody, I'm very much a gift giver, but I've definitely learned in the past year that not everybody likes gift giving or acts of service and having to adjust that so that I'm not crossing any boundaries or offending anybody or anything of that nature and what was that question again because i got add so you know i mean i only be getting like the first half of things i don't always get the second part of a question well you you kind of went into it. it's just like how you uh extend like intimacy towards other people as well uh, that's like the oh. second part of it okay well yeah i'm definitely an acts of service gift giving type person but i think that's mostly just 
how I was raised. So my parents are definitely not necessarily words of affirmation type people. I don't always hear that. I did not grow up with a lot of that or physical touch as much. Not to say they were cold, like they weren't. <laughs> but it's it's like the little things, like even to this day. So I currently live with my parents until I find a house. And it's like little things like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you want something? Or if I'm at the grocery store, I know my mom loves sweet potatoes and I know my dad loves lemon flavored desserts so I'll pick those up if I see them because I know that they like them so that's my way of showing love and appreciation to them and same with Gabe Gabe is my child and he is spoiled rotten because I see so many things that he would love um, and he's also a child that really 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 loves physical affection which again that's not something I necessarily grew up on so I had to learn I don't say learn how to be that kind of mom but it was definitely an adjustment to be that kind of mom because that's not the kind of mom or kind of child that I was yeah I'm just stuck on these damn sweet potatoes tell your mama saying like a sweet potato goes a long fucking way like I used to yeah, hate Lord. sweet potatoes <laughs> like, <laughs> like, my like favorite foods look like those things go off we stay with some sweet potatoes in the house my mom loves that for lunch and for me it's, it's easy like if I don't feel like making something for lunch or making something complicated just throw me a sweet potato in here. <laughs> like, Look, ever since I learned how to like do like uh like put a sweet potato in the fucking air fryer, oh my life has been yes, great. Anything in the air fryer. <laughs> anything. So Nick, what about you? So how do you typically like build intimacy with your partners and what does intimacy look like uh in the different different relationships, um, be it friends, family, uh, coworkers even. So um yeah what how do you build that intimacy with others okay so for me i build intimacy through honestly just experimentation i mean what i've experienced is a lot of people don't really know how they you know like intimacy shown towards them and until you actually you know do something that may be they never had done before or it may be even be something that they didn't think that they would like, as, you know, as far as like being shown intimacy. So experimenting with people, you know, whether that be random compliment, which can be done to anybody, just a good job or, you know, I like your haircut or I like, you know, how you style your hair today. Some people, you know, it, it might be as simple as a handshake, but just showing somebody some form of attention, I, I think, and experimenting with that is, is a good way to build intimacy with overall just friends, co-workers, partner. What was, what was the second half again? <laughs> you sounded so, like me now. <laughs> hate it, but you pretty much answered it. Now, this is going to go back towards something that Bria brought up and uh, with her answer, and that is, you know, love languages. Have you ever taken that love language quiz? No, I have not. So now I, I will say, oh, I will say that um, it's I, for me. I don't see I, like I like it in terms of giving you a step towards understanding yourself a little bit uh, and how you interact interact with other people, uh, rather than this is just a well defined image of how you are and how you show your love. Um, and I also think that 
um, individual love languages extend further beyond what those five key things tell you. So it's pretty much like whenever you uh, interact with other people, what kind of things do you like to experience? Like, do you do you like um, people, you know, like the touching feeling, like to hug people, to uh, share a connection, communicate with them, spending time with them. Uh, I think the other ones uh, like gifting, providing presents, uh, acts of service is mostly like um, doing something for other people, going to the uh, store. Um, so in the confounds of the relationships you form with the other people, what are some of the things that you like um, receiving from them or providing to them uh, to show love? Okay. For me, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place, honestly. I don't have a particular, I think my favorite is, was the acts of service mm-hmm. because I, I don't like, and, and we talked about this, I think in, in the prior episode, I don't like when people tell me something because you can tell me something nowadays if you don't follow through it's what was the point I, that makes me from happy to mad uh you know i'd rather somebody not tell me and act on whatever they want to tell me you know that and also as far as like other people you know i don't have a problem with all the other types of uh, love languages but I know I struggle personally with uh, what's it worse affirmation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a and, and a lot of people that I deal with that's their primary love language. You know, I'm not a I love you every day type of person, but you know, I will do something either whether it be buy you something or mm-hmm. do something that you need to take care of. You know, give you a hug sometimes in silence, <laughs> but. You know, it doesn't bother me. Oh, I, I feel you there. I know, like for myself, uh, I I try to connect. Uh, I'm, uh, I guess, pretty big on affirmations because I be sending people affirmations all the time. Like, oh, you're beautiful, you're great, and all this other stuff. Shit, the uh, closing of the the show is a whole ass fucking affirmation. But like, words of affirmation is one of the things that I connect with a lot. Uh, I've tried a gift and whenever I do give something to someone, I do think about it and the importance of that gift. Uh, or even if I make something for a specific, specific person, I also make sure it's things that I know that they like within that. Uh, I, and outside of like that big five i know some other things like i consider a love language is like me cooking for other people granted that can be considered like a act of service but it's the meal that i'm cooking that's the thing that matters because um i don't think of it as a service in that sense is that i'm making something uh, specifically for this person and it's something that we will enjoy together uh, another thing is uh, music and I, I know that's also Bria's love language uh, mine too that's <laughs> right yeah that's a big man <laughs> somebody can listen to the music I like and, and or share music with me that does more than anything uh, and I know like uh, I think I even when I'm like Fanning out on like a random ass song, I always send them to Priya. And do, but I do the same with him. <laughs> send me some too. I need some new music. 
Oh, oh shoot i send this one song that i've been like uh nerding out on it's from this show on netflix um called remarriage and desire definitely watch that show also i, I would say sending uh sending me netflix shows is like kind of a love language too most of between me and my aunt because that's all we fucking do and then we just talk about the damn shows um but yeah Remarriage and Desires is a Korean drama. That shit is good. But the theme song of that show is called Wicked. And I spent a full week listening to that song and only that song. And yeah, I, I had a problem. <laughs> I got some stuff for you. I got some stuff for you. Bad. Well, yeah, no, it's, I mean, you know, people, people have their different styles of what they like. And music was definitely a big one for me. And I think that. Honestly, like, even though I'm a guy, I don't, well, not even though I'm a guy, I am a guy that doesn't like a lot of things. Like, I'm not big on gifts. You know, people always ask me, what do you want? What do you want? I don't care. As long as you assume that, or you find something that's meaningful or that you think is meaningful for me, I think I'm cool with that. But I, I wouldn't ask you for a gift or I wouldn't tell you exactly what I want because I don't do that for people. I, I Giving gifts to people, it's something that I do all the time and I never ask, what do you want? I just find something that I think you need it or I think that it could benefit you in the long run or have some type of emotional value. And also taking things off of my plate is, is big for me. Mm. I have a lot going on. If somebody can, you know, something simple is sweep the floor. It, 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 it does so much for me. Mm. See, I, I I will say, um, I think uh, I, I'm also one of those people who do not like to receive gifts. Um, I actually I love like if, if somebody like sends me like a little um, uh, a card, uh, like a holiday card or something like that. I used to just keep those, and like I even have some that I received um, back in the day, and like holiday cards kind of sit with me quite like for a long time uh, or even just a valentine's day card or anything just like happy birthday or just a quick little message i do hold on to those a little uh, a, a long time but like big gifts uh, i'm okay with not ever having those uh but i'm huge on quality time like even yesterday uh i was um Bree's gonna cuss me out but uh, i was like um uh i won't say it was a date but uh i was out shut up I was out. <laughs> so I was out, and um, and we me and this dude, we spent like a full eight hours just uh, at the Riverwalk having a great conversation, like a whole eight hour conversation, uh, just talking about life, our interests, and stuff like that. Um, so Bria, go ahead and say what you're going to say. I wouldn't even say nothing. Have fun. Anyways. <laughs> but no, but I've noticed like just jumping into this conversation, my receiving love language is very different than what I put out. Because like y'all said, I'm not a big person who likes gifts, but I feel like my dislike of it is because I feel like people don't get it right. Whereas I'm somebody, I pay attention to those little things you said. I'll remember you said you liked this specific perfume five months ago. I remember you said, like, this is your favorite person in the 80s and I'll find the vinyl for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just that type of person. But I feel like I haven't gotten that 
back so I'm always like mm, when it comes to people giving me gifts because I feel like the gifts that I've gotten have not necessarily been what I wanted and I know I probably should express that but I think I do a bad job of that because half the time I don't know what I want until I get it and then when I get it I just be like mm, mm. <laughs> I just cook for the cell or take her out to eat no really food i'm always happy with food love food love that my current boyfriend's very good with that he loves any kind of food the only issue we have is he's allergic to shellfish and doesn't eat pork but we find ways around that issue um but yeah i'm definitely a gift giver and an active service person but because i've been so disappointed so much i don't like to get it back i'd rather just you spend time with me. You you tell me what I want to hear. Granted, I really don't have a choice in the matter at the moment in my current relationship with what I get, but it is what it is. So it happens when you date somebody on the other side of the world. So facts, facts. Uh, so I'm going to shake a little bit of tables a little bit because uh, we have a special guest. We have a <laughs> trans rich motherfucker by the name of Quitman who's decided to you know join us. Hey, boo, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> How's the audio? You sounding good. You, and you look, it's, it's always a smile, y'all. It's always the damn smile of this motherfucker here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please, I see you thirsty. Get together. Look, get together. <laughs> that's bae. That's bae. Equipment is really bae, y'all. <laughs> so, um, we've done uh, some quick intros. Uh, and just so everybody remember who you are, do you mind, you know, let them know about you. And then we're going to go into a different little topic. Actually, I want to know your love language too. But yeah, let's go ahead, go. Oh man, this is like the most nerve-wracking part. <laughs> but my name is Quitman Alexander. I am a fashion designer, hair and makeup artist, interiors, everything. I'm just a creator, a creative, and I think my love language is all of them, honestly. <laughs> I I will say that shirt, I need that. Oh, thanks. I um, was just looking at that too. Like, I really like that shirt, even though I'm pretty sure it's not for me, but I still love it though. <laughs> Thank what you. The fuck, where did you get this shirt from? Um, This guy on Instagram, his handle is I came to sin. Ooh, Wait, okay. S I N sin? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like this person. <laughs> So uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I know this is an audio podcast and it's disrespectful, you know, like talking about what we see. Uh, y'all be okay. But it's a beautiful shirt with uh, a beautiful big black man holding a, a teddy bear. And I, I'm like, yes, yes. I, I'm going to be on that Instagram too fucking night. So, yeah. Uh, now, since we got love languages out of the way, um, Let's get into those personal tips about improving sexual experiences. So, um, you know, I, I'll probably I end up going last because I'll be on some other some nasty, dirty ass shit. But um, <laughs> let's start with Nick on this one. Nick, what are some of your own tips about how you improve your sexual experience with your sexual partners? Um, so I have been practicing reassurance and, get, and giving compliments I think that has been a vastly improving thing for me 
And I can definitely tell <laughs> the difference between not doing it before and, and implementing it now. Uh, you sound like a researcher. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, because what I'm beginning to understand is like at least the people that I deal with, they have like this unknown or they didn't know kind of like praise kink. And so, you know, giving somebody a compliment, telling them good job, or, you know, kind of just showing some appreciation, it it, get, it gets them, them creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, understanding that it's a journey for both people because not everybody uh, knows what they want sexually. Uh, so being able to kind of talk to a person and kind of walk through, you know, kind of like this. And I don't know what past that I may like, you know, like for somebody that like aggression, they may, you know, find that a little restraint may work, you know, if they never tried it before or whatever. And then just being open to trying new shit. I mean, that's, that's always improved it for me. Cause I didn't know what I liked until somebody tried something new on me. So there you go. Mm, well, that's real. You do got you got to try new things. Cause like it's it's all great being vanilla, but sometimes you have to taste a different flavor just to see if you like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people always assume that you know just some personality sometimes outside of the podcast. You know, maybe a little vanilla or whatever, but <laughs> once you flip the switch and, and people allow you to experience with them, you know, openly, <laughs> it's a different ballgame. Yes. Uh, and I will say, because I had this conversation with um, um, this um, other podcaster, um, Mill, from Closed Door Conversation, and we were just talking about like trust in general. Like, once you gain the trust and it's like respect, the respected trust between another person, the floodgates open. Like, the things that you learn that each other, like both you and your partner, our partners are interested in, it just it just completely blossoms into like a completely new type of experience between the both of you actually uh or all of you uh, however many people y'all is fucking out whatever um so bria what about you do you have any like personal tips that you've used in the past or currently to help improve your sexual experiences um so the main thing that I always make sure happens is to have that conversation. I know this is like a part of the second podcast or whatever, second episode. But having that conversation, once I know like, okay, it's, we, we getting serious, we, you know, because I'm a very open person. So I'm usually the person that initiates that kind of conversation. And just I ask straight up, what are your hard no's? What are you want to try? What are your boundaries? Let me not cross that. I'm gonna tell you my boundaries because if you cross that, it's gonna be a problem and go on from there. But then also um, outside of that, um, I've noticed my experiences a lot better when I am just overall comfortable. You know, some people, they can just like jump right in when they with somebody. No, I need some, some something. I need to relax. I need to, you know, maybe have a drink. We don't necessarily have to drink alcohol, but just, relax chill have a conversation like build up to it um and then i know in the past 
to encourage like new things i know i've definitely watched porn with previous partners just to you know see what we like what do we like to look at what you know what is you know that visual stimulation sometimes is also helpful and gives you new and creative ideas what mm-hmm. you can do wait have you ever seen something a uh, 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 a porn and just like sent that to somebody like uh, fam do you want to try this or <laughs> oh, all the time all the time <laughs> definitely done that multiple times they'll send me stuff i'll send them stuff be like hey that's that's what we trying to do i've had a group chat like that we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> not a damn group chat you know i've been i've literally been entertaining the idea of like um when i you know get increase my regular number by like two more people um just starting like a fucking group chat and see how that goes i mean we were all comfortable with each other you know we was all down for each other so it was okay we would just sent stuff fucks with it i fucks with it uh quitman what about you do you have any spicy tips on how someone can improve their sexual experience or how you do it with your um uh, partner um honestly the the best way to improve your own personal sexual experience with someone else is to get to know yourself sexually Mm. and i think i'm on that journey currently it's exciting See, now you know I'm going to have to ask these questions. What have you learned so far, good sir? Um, honestly, so far, I've learned that sometimes I just don't want anyone else. I just want to be, you know, all by myself. Mm, that's real. Um, what I, I feel like there's a term for that, but uh, I don't I don't remember what the hell it is. It's so many fucking letters these days. I just thought I gave up a long time ago. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a term for that. I know, um, uh, for myself, when it comes to like, um, what I like to do in order to enhance my, um, sexual experiences, I, I enjoy incorporating toys. I also uh, enjoy incorporating like flavored lubes because look, I, I like flavors. Um, but I am really big on, you know, communicating with my sexual partners. Like, what are your interests? Like, what things do you like to do <clears throat> during a sexual experience? Because I want to make sure that you're receiving pleasure as well as I want to make sure I'm receiving pleasure. And I don't want it to be one of those things where only one person satisfied because um, for me, because I've been that person who's just been left unsatisfied and I'm just like, okay, is that it? Because I thought <laughs> I thought we had a plan going on here. Um, but I also like to make sure that, you know, everyone is, um, they leave the sexual space still feeling as great as they did before it even started or even better. Um, so one of the things that i do want to talk about is the uh, importance of mutual pleasure so um bria let's start off with you um do you feel as though mutual pleasure is something that is important to have with within the sexual experience or are you um or is it are you comfortable with only one person receiving pleasure um i feel like mutual is the most important but some people get pleasure from giving other people pleasure you know what i'm saying so i guess both is important in a sense depending on what 
the partners, like what each person wants out of it. I mean, there might be sometimes I get, you know, a high for making sure that my partner is good. Mm-hmm. Even though I may not necessarily be receiving anything physically, but I like it. So, but at the same time, there are other days where I'm like, no, like, come on, like, let's go. <laughs> I need, I need my O2, like, which is, it's harder with some partners than others, but I mean, currently I'm okay, but, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it just depends. I feel like both is very important. How about you, Quitman? What's your uh, sense on it? Yeah, it's definitely honestly important to check in with your partner and make sure that you know they're still enjoying the experience um because i've been in situations where you know i was not feeling it and then i was feeling it and then then it just ended and so yeah definitely important to you know check in with your partners and definitely mutual you know satisfaction is the move Mm. And I like that you mentioned checking in because there's, I would say, um, <clears throat> I would say it's the flaw in porn because it doesn't uh, illustrate that uh, since, you know, we don't really have <laughs> adequate sex education or uh, have real conversations about, you know, true sexual experiences or how we can connect with our partners or anything like that or any mishaps during sex or whatever the case is, since we don't, uh, actually have those uh, conversations openly or even in um, you know our interactions with um, people who are supposedly uh, uh, like teaching people how to have sex or whatever like you know parents or educators whatever Um, we're not often told that it is okay to check in or um, you need to check in on your partners because things do change Uh, sometimes like uh, if you're switching around to different sexual positions you might want to check in with your partner to make sure that they still feel comfortable in that position or if they want to switch it up or do something else Uh, or if they might want to you know be the person that is on top if they're like on bottom like having these conversations throughout the sexual experience is important to ensure that you know one your partner is not in pain in a non-pleasurable way uh or or whatever um nick what is your stance on the importance of mutual pleasure okay so i'm kind of in the in the middle ground like uh, bria said i mean there's some people that think it's necessary that for both people or it may be one person well i don't know how to word it but like bria said one person may be pleasured by pleasuring somebody else mm-hmm. so I, I do think it's pleasure for anybody is a very healthy thing for whatever type of relationship you have especially like when it involves sex but when you can have mutual pleasure i, I think it's really good because it can definitely make somebody a little bit more nasty you know like like for me there was this one time where it was my first time ever experiencing somebody kind of get a, a insane amount of pleasure from pleasuring somebody else or that somebody is me but uh yeah like i was i was getting some head from somebody and you know they they've never really heard me moan before after dealing with me for a minute and I did that, and later on they ended up telling me, "Oh, I pretty much climaxed. I nutted from that." I'm like, "Wait, what? You nutted because you were giving me head? Like, 
I, I ain't never experienced that. And I can tell that that um, woke a whole nother beast for them. <laughs> that, that, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yes, I'm like the damn beast. I'm here for it. <laughs> all the time, all the time. But uh, I like that, um, like what you and Bria are saying, uh, like the uh, how other people do, do get pleasure from pleasing other people. Uh, and that is a legitimate thing. It's like, um, I think about like the, uh, within like the BDSM um, dynamic, how uh, there are some people who just, um, some people are get, getting pleasure from being spanked. And then you have those persons who are spanking them and though they're not physically receiving a spanking or anything like that, they are still um, getting pleasure out of being the person to uh, provide that for their partner or uh, their play partner or, or whatever. Uh, and it's pleasure is not always about the orgasm. Granted, the orgasm can be nice and, you know, should strive for that if your partner has not had an orgasm before, you know, figure out how y'all can get them to that point. You know, <laughs> orgasms are great. <laughs> Bless the orgasm. Um, but, you know, not everybody can orgasm. I, I will have to say that. But you can also orgasm in different ways. Um, but, yeah, it's just those acts, the, the play of it. Uh, I think the best thing i've heard over the years around sex is that sex is the way that adults play and when i think about video games and i'm just playing a game and i get to a point where i'm just like oh that was fun i beat a lot of ass in naruto life is good i'm great that's all i needed uh and i think that's something that happens within you know this this um the space of sex too um, another thing I want to talk about is foreplay and the need for foreplay. And do you feel as though all partners uh, require it or if it's something necessary within um, your sexual experience or if it's something that you can gloss over? Um, I know for me personally, I feel as though foreplay needs to just be something that is throughout the sexual experience. There needs to be a different name for it. But how do y'all feel? And Either one of y'all could just jump on that one. Okay, I can I can speak on it. So I do think uh, foreplay is definitely essential. Don't hop in my bed if you ain't ready for foreplay. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Okay. <laughs> but foreplay is definitely essential, and you know, just being a straight male, I only have experiences with women, but I I've seen at least in my experience that foreplay definitely helps the woman. Women parts open up a little bit more. It's a little bit more comfortable. And, you know, if you know what you're doing in the right way, it might help you out a little bit. But it there's so many different ways to initiate a foreplay. I mean, some people, you know, like Bria said before, she might need a, a drink, whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic first, to kind of open up or... Some people may want a massage or some people, you know, may want a small gesture. Like I've seen a couple of videos where people say, oh, I saw my husband come in and, and take out the trash or do something around the house. And that made me, you know, feel something. It, it, it doesn't always have to be I touched you and I touched you some more. And we did touching for 30 minutes as a, as a part of foreplay. Yes, yes, you better say that word. Who else? Who else got some words on that? 
One, two, three. Okay. I mean, I guess, I guess I go next. <laughs> but um, I mean, foreplay is definitely important. I like what he said that it's not always just the touchy feelies that people expect out of foreplay. But as somebody who's you know pansexual, so I've dated and had sex with women and men. Women do, I think, require a little bit more than guys in my experience could be completely false i don't know but, but it, it takes a little bit more warming up to really get comfortable whereas i feel like a lot of the guys that i've been with don't require as much a lot of times they just be ready to go I mean, my current boyfriend now, he's a little bit more on the, like, we need foreplay, we need to take slow, you know, like, set the mood kind of person. So this is a little bit new for me in that sense. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, sometimes it, sometimes foreplay is sending them dirty texts throughout the day. Like, I can't wait to see you tonight. Like, I got you. I get home, soon as I get home. Right, as soon as I step through that dose. <laughs> So it's it's definitely for me personally it's definitely essential. I'm just not the type to just be ready to go. I need something, um, but I can't say that about every other kind of person. Quitman, mm. you got anything? Honestly, in my experience, uh, foreplay is very important, um, and and you're definitely right. It does need a new name, a new term, because um, it it's not always before like. Sometimes you need to take a little break, you know, get your footing and, and, you know, get yourself together before you can, you know, continue on, at least in my experience. Um, yeah, foreplay is, 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 is important. Yes. So, um, my, this is not really something that uh, I have, you know, in my docket of questions to ask, but, um, you know, with foreplay, then there's aftercare. And I was thinking about, uh, like myself, I always provide aftercare uh, with any of my sexual partners, but I also am a, a type of person who, uh, this is kind of going off of what uh, you were saying, like, um, you know, taking breaks or whatnot. Like if I come or whatever, that does not always mean that I'm done. <laughs> and there's been multiple times where I've, you know, like ended sex or whatever. And like we've had sex, everything's great. We Gucci, we uh, had aftercare. And then uh, like literally 10 minutes after, you know, either we separate, uh, separated, like they've gone back to their place or I'm back at my place. Next thing you know, I'm literally all back in the mood, like somewhere within that 10 minutes, something was like, you know what, it's time for you to fuck again. <laughs> so, uh, have, have any, how, what were you saying, Nick? I was going to say, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Like, I, I feel like the second round is always the better round. I feel like first round is warm up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, for me, they, the first is never as good as the second or third because that was warm up for me. Maybe <laughs> not for them. So. <laughs> but really, though, but it's like I did not expect that I would actually be wanting to have this second round. Like, most definitely, because usually if I have like a full body, I'm just like, you know what? I'm nasty. I'm disgusting. I cannot go any further. I'm nasty right now. I'm I'm scum. Don't fucking touch me. Don't touch me. I need to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing you know, 
I'm a sexy motherfucking beast. What the fuck is up? And then I'm like, I don't have anybody here. <laughs> See, that's why you don't leave immediately. Cause, well, at least personally, I don't because I know. I know me. I know myself. I know I'm going to need that second. Unless like I'm on a time crunch and then mm. there's just that. You're right. Uh, so, uh, 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 something that I... Well, I, I want everybody, you know, to address aftercare as well. But are there any new four-player aftercare tips anyone recently learned about? Okay, I guess I can go. So, <clears throat> there was this post that I saw. I think it was on Twitter. It was something that I've never seen done or I've never done myself. But there was this tip that this guy had posted where he was like, uh, try putting a, like, not necessarily like a scorching hot towel, but like a warm to hot towel on a woman's clit about 10 minutes and it'll make the blood rush to the you know clit and then proceed in your foreplay. And it's, you know, based on what he said and what the women in the comment sections were agreeing with that that is a game changer. So, hmm, I, need, I think I need to try that. Did you try it? We, we are we're not. We're researchers. We need we need. See now, I'm not try yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said he said just take a, like a like a steamy towel and just lay it, you know, on your I mean, on your coochie for like ten minutes. Yeah, it, it's you know some people they use like the uh, arousal gel or in sometimes a lot of the, well a lot of the times it has like peppermint oil in it. And the peppermint mm-hmm. oil. Mm-hmm. I don't has, trust putting that kind of stuff. Yeah, here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it has that heating up sensation, and so I, I'm assuming the towel does that, and it kind of rushes the the blood to the clit head. And you know, once that thing gets the thing, <laughs> you know what you're doing. You, you might find a waterwork or something. Hmm, that sounds very interesting. I might need to try that. <laughs> yeah, and and the other thing is, from what I've seen, I know it works for me as well as a guy, but having socks on during sex, I know it may be weird for some people, but it's something about having warm feet kind of increases how strong the orgasm is. And because I know if I if I get <laughs> if I got some socks on, or like in the wintertime, the heat up, you know, on my feet during the act. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you might think I done had an exorcism. <laughs> so duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anybody else have anything they want to share? Well, you know what? To to um to rebut that, like for me, if if someone has on socks or or if I have on socks, typically that kind of disconnects me just a little bit because I kind of have a foot fetish. So like, okay, you know, we learned like, something new. Yeah, and then like naturally, like when I'm having sex or when I'm being intimate with someone, I I found that that my feet sweat and that my thighs sweat also, especially when I'm like really into it. Mm. Okay, you sweaty. Ooh. Okay, yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> Bria, I feel like you had, uh, was about to say something. Well, I was just going to say about the sock thing, I don't like socks. So it's like, I've definitely tried it, but just the uncomfortableness of just wearing socks 
I think just didn't work for me. But, but, and Vernon knows this weird exception that I have. Thigh-high socks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can wear some thigh-high socks and be just fine. I love them. That is kind of my only exception, but that's not exactly... I live in the deep south. Like, it's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can really only pull that out during, like, the winter. And then lace is itchy. So, okay, it, it, that don't quite work for me. But also with the towel thing, this actually is something I've discovered based on sex but i feel like what you were saying about like having a warm towel so i watch a lot of like home decor home organization they have like towel warmers that are have become really popular recently Mm. um and they're pretty affordable and i just feel like that would be so just you know aftercare for whatever use your towel warmer they have timers on them so you can throw them in beforehand and forget about it and grab it when you need it so I think I'm about to go find me one. Okay, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm not the only one that's like Google this right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think they have them on Amazon. I have I don't know the exact price, but I've definitely seen a lot of influencers recently you have them like in their bathrooms and I'm like, okay, like that's so convenient just to have and you can have it in your room too. But I guess a new foreplay thing that I've discovered is smell. If you smell good. And you have some, especially you have something kind of unique. Like I know, like everybody loves they Versace arrows and so whatever. But <laughs> which they do smell good. Don't get me wrong. But if you definitely have something like, ooh, like what is that? Like I haven't smelled that on anybody before. That's it right there. <laughs> you know, I I'm big on smells too. Like, oh my god. Like um, back in the day, the smell of like if like when I. I noticed this when I was like like a lot younger, like in high school. But when um, people will like walk past me and they smell kind of like baby powder, uh, it kind of like I was like, oh my god, <laughs> you smell well, you smell way too fucking good right now. <laughs> so it's like that's when I learned that um, like smells really do have uh, a way of impacting my sexual experience in a way uh and i've been trying a lot different things like even now if i do meet up with somebody i put on like some kind of essential oils and do a a certain blend is not necessarily for the other person that i'm going to be engaging with is usually always just for me so that while i'm having sex i get to smell myself and i'm just like oh my god (laughs) done (laughs) <laughs> but also on that note, Amazon has this pheromone roll-on that has been blowing up in all of like, I think they have a guy one too. I, it depends on what y'all like to smell like. But I'm in a lot of mom groups, okay? And when I tell you, this roll-on pheromone oil has been polarizing all of the posts for the past month, maybe two months. <laughs> Talking about everybody getting folded like a pretzel. Oh, I want to try that. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. I think I'm gonna need to find that too. Look, I, after I, this, I'm, I'm probably gonna send it to Vernon, and because I want to say they have it for they have you know more masculine, and more feminine, and I have think they have like a neutral, like unisex one. Oh. So, but yeah, I I see reviews daily about this roll-on daily, and it's only like sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars to be a person. That sounds like. Good shit. Is it called pure instinct? 
Yes. I mean, <laughs> is it like a blue like <laughs> label? Yes. Yes. Just said, look, I need to get off my damn phone. I already looked up different prices for um <laughs> these towel warmers, and now I'm on this spare motion. See, yeah, I'm going to be mixing in uh, some shit because I like to provide a warm towel after good sex, and I said that specifically. Um, <laughs> if it's bad, you're getting just a dry ass towel. I'm sorry. Um, or a more cold. Like. Not the Walmart rag. Look, you did not do what you needed to do. But I, I would like to at least have warm towels so I could at least be, you know, respectful of a lot of people. More. So, mm-hmm, we get warm towels and pheromones, bitch. Yes. And going multiple rounds because that's what the God, that's what the Lord said that you needed to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, last thing before we end this show, uh, what are. Well, not what are. Uh, have you tried adding sex toys to your sexual experience? And what was that like? Okay, I can go first. So, hell yeah. You already know I do that. So, I, to a lot of the people that I involve myself sexually with, they call me the toy man. Because I got something for everything. Ooh. I mean, that's just what we do over here. Because one... Not a lot of people have had toys used on them, but <clears throat> I mean, just the overall thing about you know toys is find something you like. I mean, like I have my go-to's. Like one of my favorites that I've ever used with somebody is called the Pulse Tube. It's this little just air pulser, and you just apply it to the clit whenever you're doing what you do, and it make it go hoo hoo, and then get the jumpers. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and I've tried like, that was this cool toy that I had found. It was this vibrating butt plug. And I used it on somebody because I was trying to understand like the, I guess the science and kind of what does butt plugs do for people. And one thing I discovered was that it makes, you know, somebody has an orgasm, makes them feel a little bit grounded, like it's a lot heavier. And so I was like, mm, let me get some vibration with that. And when I tell you that I had them folks weak. <laughs> uh, but one thing I do want to say about adding toys is if you share toys or use the same toys between parties, if you're going to use a toy on somebody, make sure you buy another toy. Well, nah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Make sure you get another toy when you move it to somebody else. Don't use your old toy that you that cleaned and whatever. Use that on somebody else because that's just nasty. <laughs> um, I'm not I, gonna take this uh, this dildo that I done bought and then ram it in somebody. And then I'm like, okay, let me just clean it off and then go use it on somebody else. No, no, no. We we need a whole new toy. <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm a firm believer on one, 
purchasing proper toy cleaner uh, and disinfect it, as well as if you're going to be using multiple, uh, like the same toy on a, um, different people, use condoms on your toys <laughs> and oh, still clean them it. off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're just using a raw toy, uh, yeah, use that specifically for that person that you're going to be intimate with on that, you know, on that level. Uh, and uh, this is going to just be like a shout out to a future episode later this month on November. We will, uh, there will be a talk about different sex toys and we're going into the whole bags. Uh, uh, Nick, since you're not going to be on that episode, what what's all the toys that you have, uh, Toy Man? Like, let us know. Okay, so I got, you know, some, some aren't technically toys, but I got blindfolds, I got cuffs, I got I got some rope. I got this, uh, this kind of sapphire green, like, dildo that I use with my partner. It's, it's like, it vibrates on the longer end, and then it has, like, a uh, clear suction on the top. I have to send a picture. It's, it's one of the best-looking toys I've ever seen. I got a vibrating butt plug for my partner, and it it... It extends, I guess. It, it has a motor on it, which is something I've never seen. So, it you insert it, you can turn on the vibration if you want to, whether it be low vibration or high vibration. It may be enough for most people, but if somebody enjoys a little bit more, or it's, you know, they might like double penetration, you can turn on this butt plug to extend, and it kind of you know <laughs> provides that sensation. What else do I got? I got a, something called the pulse, which I just spoke on, which is it's essentially just a air blower suction thing that's really, really, really good. I got something for me where it's, it's like a vibrating kind of guy's toy. You just kind of, you know, lube it up and somebody can or yourself can run it along the shaft and it'll do all of that. Got a lot of shit. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that Nick just needs to send everybody like uh, all the links so that <laughs> if we need to get some shit, we can get some shit. Oh yeah, now we, we make stuff work over at See, I, I ain't with the rose toy. We, we got something better than that rose over here. Oh. <laughs> oh, we love it. Quit me. You was about to say something. Um, was I about to say something? <laughs> oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I was about to be like, you know, holiloquy, uh, Amazon shop, link in bio, please, for the, <laughs> for the, for the kids. But really, though. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, that um, that live that we need to be doing, you know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we could test some toys. <laughs> That's Period. what I'm saying. Uh, do you... Um, do you have sex toys or have you added sex toys within your sexual experience? So I have a couple, um, just like the basics. Like I have a few dildos and I have a couple of fleshlights. Um, I don't really use them very often for myself. Um, I, I've only used a fleshlight when I was in a long-term relationship with my partner. But, you know, it was cool. What about you, Bria? Okay, caught me just in time. <laughs> had you not had to get you know who. I anyway, um, what was the question? 
So pretty much it's about adding sex toys. Do you have any sex toys or what uh, have you implemented that within your relationship? How, do you discuss that uh, with your partner? So I currently do not personally own any. Um, no, but listen, listen, because you know my situation. First of all, like I said, living with my parents, talk about my house, don't want to keep that here. So I used to keep it um, at my ex-girlfriend's house. Oh, yeah. We fell out. So, of course, I lost. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so I have implemented them in my my sex life. Um, I've had, I guess, all the, the basics, I guess. Like handcuffs, dildos, double-sided dildos. Um, I've had strapless dildos, strap-ons, whatever. I've had strap-ons for girls and guys. It's it. Listen, it's. I try to go go with it based off who I am currently with. So if my partner wants to like implement them, then we sit down and we go through like what we want. So I don't keep like a stash. <laughs> hidden somewhere <laughs> at the moment now, honestly I probably wouldn't unless like I'm in like a long term relationship um just cause like Nicholas said I'm, I'm a person I'm gonna get a new toy with every partner so there's no need to keep a stash unless it's like my own personal use and right now I just I don't really use it on myself very much I feel you there so get Bria a toy chest for her <laughs> new house yes when it when it comes we get in the toy chest <clears throat> Uh, it's going to be custom because you know, you know, I like custom shit. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I will say we need to go ahead and do like a holiloquy uh, toy fund. So I don't know how I'm going to work that out, but y'all follow me on Twitter and reach out and we'll figure some shit out. Might end up being Cash App for the toys. Um, so yeah, we're getting some sex toys, uh, people. So. <laughs> Um, now, I uh, since this is the end of the show, does anybody have any last words that they want to share? Uh, if not, I will definitely get us closed out. Just um, mute your mic, whatever, if you have anything you want to say. I think we're good. I think, oh, for those who's listening, if you got some toy recommendations, make sure you get those sent in. We need to know what you like, what you don't like. Let us know. Mm, yes, yes. Anybody else? Definitely. I please think tell I'm us good, honestly. Oh, all right. What were you saying, Quitman? I was saying, yeah, definitely tell us what you like, what you don't like, what doesn't work for you. Because we might go into a situation where we feel like, oh, well, I used it with this partner, so let me use the same idea on another partner. And they're just like grossed out or, or creeped out or something, you know? Mm, yes. Um, and uh, I, I like that that message because that will definitely tie into uh, com- the conversations that we'll be having later this month uh, as well as the episode that we will be recording uh, all about just having the sex talk so we definitely need to come back and uh, address how to have that talk about sex toys with your partners now I feel like that would be very interesting 
so on that note i do want to thank all y'all for you know joining me today on today's recording i appreciate each and every one of you very very much uh, to the listeners thank y'all so much for listening to the holy liquid podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality and just in case no one else told you this today i told y'all this is the affirmation y'all I, i'm sorry i'm sorry just in case no one else told you this today you are beautiful you are worthy of happiness and joy you are enough and then some you may not live up to the expectations of others but that is okay you are only required to walk in your own shoes may each day you live lead you towards abundance with that said love you all and see you next episode bye thank you for listening to the holiloquy podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality you can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com that's www.heaux L-I-L-O-Q-U-Y dot com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.